0: Hello, beautiful mer people this is cam and this is mal and this is their eyes were watching tv a
1: tv and film podcast today we are going to be talking about the little mermaid live action film starring one miss hallie bailey
0: yes our new disney princess queen yes yes the queen of the disney princesses something Or the live-action Disney princesses.
1: (laughs) I feel like all of those could work.
0: Okay. Well, if you have been living under a rock for the last, uh, I don't know, three or four decades, (laughs) and are not familiar with The Little Mermaid, um, please go back and watch the original 1989 version And the new live action 2023 version. There will be spoilers ahead. So if you have not seen the movie. um, Yeah. Just uh, wait until you do. And come back and listen. So the movie. The Little Mermaid. Was originally based on a Hans Christian Andersen. Fairy tale. From like the 1800s. I think like 1837. And Disney definitely did their thing in making it a much more child friendly story. <laughs> like most fairy tales, they're actually rooted in like really dark stories. So it's a similar story in that there are five daughters. Ariel is the youngest. And what's different in this version is that going to the surface is actually a part of being a mermaid. Like it's almost like a rite of passage. So when you turn 15, you're allowed to go to the surface and then all the sisters rotate going to the surface like every day. And so Ariel isn't 15 yet and she keeps hearing all these stories from her sisters about uh, land and she gets really excited and anticipates becoming 15 years old. She shouldn't do it. So she still goes through the same process of saving the prince. The prince doesn't realize it's her. He thinks it's another another woman, some woman in like some temple or something. So she actually has a grandmother in this story, and she oh, wow. like gets sad, and she asks the grandma, "How could I, like, do humans live forever?" And her grandma's like, "No, we live much longer. Apparently, mermaids live three hundred years, um, but the difference is that humans have a soul, so they can live on forever." mermaids just die and become sea foam (laughs) (laughs) depressing (laughs) as fuck okay (laughs) right so uh, now ariel she like i guess gets excited about this concept of living forever so she wants to become a human and she finds the sea witch and the difference between this is the sea witch is like you can't come back to the ocean so when your three days are up you're essentially gonna die. <laughs> oh my <laughs> and god! Apparently, Ariel's like mm, it's worth it. So
1: <laughs> after some man, well,
0: right. Oh, actually, no. It's she has to marry the prince, or if she doesn't, she dies. And okay. Ariel's like, I'll take my chances. I I got this. Uh, All right. She does not have this. He ends up marrying a whole other woman. Like, they don't even fall in love.
1: (laughs) Oh, my gosh.
0: Like, there's no love at all. It's like an arranged marriage. And somehow her sisters, like, give her a dagger for her to kill herself versus, I guess, allowing Ursula's curse to kill her. So she does that and she becomes Seafoam. But... Because she like sacrificed herself, or I don't know, the gods found her worthy. She gets to work on gaining a soul. So, for the 300 years that she's supposed to be alive, she is kind of like this um almost like air. So, she becomes air and is supposed to essentially help humans and planet Earth be better. And she has to do all these good deeds. How is like, she going to do this as air? i don't know apparently this is like a thing so any like selfless mer person is in this like air heaven and they're all working to like do good deeds for humankind Okay. so that's the original story um the uh, one that we all know and love is a little more flowery and there's some, some love inserted in there So Ariel becomes very obsessed with becoming human and pretty much people on land. She collects all these trinkets from shipwrecks. She saves the prince and she's on a quest. I I love this man now that I've saved him and I want to be with him. So she goes to Ursula, tries to get you know legs for a couple of days so that she can woo her prince, marry him, and then be a human forever. Of course a little caveat Ursula takes away her voice which is how the prince knows her aside from her hair and like face it's really her voice that he connects with and draws her to him and she can't talk so now she has to scheme and connive to make the prince fall in love with her I guess her schemes work a little too well and Ursula's like okay I gotta do something cause I want this, <laughs> this girl to be my slave <laughs> So she intervenes by becoming this new woman and she has Ariel's voice. Even though she looks different, she has her voice. He gets under her spell and decides to marry her and Ariel and her band of sea creatures (laughs) um, try to help her out. And ultimately they fail and they have to fight Queen Ursula or whatever, Witch Ursula. And... Eric kills the quit the Ursula and they live forever, happily ever after. Her dad grants her her freedom to live out on land for the rest of her life and it ends with her getting married. So she did all that for love and ultimately loved Juan. Yay! Woohoo! <laughs> now,
1: no, oh, wait, sorry, can I ask? Yeah. Like, so in the Hans Christian Anderson one, she's only supposed to be like 15. Yes. And then did they ever give an age in the 1989 Disney one? No. Okay. Never do. okay, just wonder. I don't think there's one in the live action one either, right? No, they don't. Well,
0: do they talk about? Actually, that's not true. I do think they mention age in the animated one. Okay. But I still don't think it was 15. Like, I feel like maybe it was like 16 or 18, but I could be completely wrong. <laughs> <laughs> I could be completely wrong so that's the the animated version now we've got the live action version from the House of Mouse Disney coming to the stage <laughs> House of Mouse <laughs> oh. and so now Ariel has been casted to be the one and only Hallie Bailey from the illustrious duo Chloe and Hallie. we have Prince Eric. As Jonah Howard King. He apparently was in The Lion King and Little Women, but I had never seen him before until this movie. Hmm. Ursula is played by Melissa McCarthy. Sebastian is unfortunately played by David Diggs. (laughs) Not unfortunately. (laughs) Yes, that accent, that Jamaican or Caribbean accent was god awful. (laughs) Were there no real Caribbeans available? That's, I, mean, I, was, I was I'm sorry. I was I was
1: wondering why they didn't hire like an actual Caribbean person.
0: Like it was so bad. It was so bad. And it's yeah. one of those sometimes I hate when Hollywood does this with these like remakes is you know they get catchy names and obviously like Lin Manuel Miranda was involved in this version as well. Him and David did Hamilton together so maybe that's how he got the job, but yeah. It just, I found his performance flat and lacking in comparison to the genius that was the original Sebastian played by Samuel E. Wright.
1: Oh, okay. I was i was wondering who, I had no idea who did the original Sebastian. Um, and I just looked up uh, V Diggs because I was like, oh, well, you know, maybe... His parents are from like Jamaica or Trinidad or something like that, but he's from Jewish. Oakland. Yeah. <laughs> and he is half Jewish, half African American. So I've seen nothing about Caribbean
0: heritage. Nothing. And even <laughs> the original um voice actor, Samuel E Wright, he was from South Carolina, but he pulled off a far better <laughs> Caribbean accent than David is samuel wright black
1: yes well okay. you, thought th- you thought that was a white person i mean i haven't seen that movie in years so i didn't really i vaguely remember the voice but i was just like okay also south carolina i don't know what part of south carolina he's from but you know if he's from like that that south coast that Gullah right. Geechee culture like it seems still like a little i could see the connection more than you know being from oakland
0: <laughs> Wow, well, he's from camden so not really like Gola region, but I guess, you know, familiar enough to put on a better show <laughs> than David.
1: I'm like, where is Camden? I'm looking it up now.
0: Not near the coast. Oh, What's Lord, it? he
1: up there near Columbia. Ciao. Okay.
0: <laughs> and playing Blounder is Jacob Tremblay, who was the little boy from Room and Good Boys. Um, I think he's also the title... King titular character in luca the other kind of disney pixar movie never heard of it <laughs> <laughs> but
1: i did think his voice was adorable as wilder
0: it was. he was a little baby little child um king triton played by javier bardem and scuttle played by aquafina
1: <laughs> now what you think about that casting
0: I thought it was fine until that like new song, the rap, the scuttlebutt rap with her and um
1: <laughs> yes,
0: Sebastian hated it. <laughs> yeah. Hated it. Very Lynn, Lynn was all over that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm kind of like you had I gave you Hamilton, but like I don't want I don't want this rapping Broadway shit and everything. <laughs> <laughs> Because it's, it's corny, it's cheesy, and it's like, this isn't real hip-hop. <laughs> right.
1: Yeah, that was, yeah.
0: It was um, cringy to
1: me, but others loved it. I will say, like, I heard the clip of it on Twitter, and somebody was like, somebody let me know um, when this happens in the movies, so I can time my bathroom break. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I will say, I think seeing it in the movie, I did chuckle. Because like when I heard on Twitter, I was just like, oh, Lord. But I did chuckle in the movie. Now, could we have done without it? Sure. <laughs> um, I also wanted to mention one of her sisters, since our last episode was about a Bridgerton series, Queen Charlotte. Uh, one of her sisters was played by Simone Ashwini Pillai, who was on the second season of
0: Bridgerton. Hmm. Okay. I don't know about you, but for me... I didn't need three additional songs, especially when they took away two other songs. Um, okay, We'll get to that. We'll get to that.
1: Yeah, because I didn't. I,
0: and I I completely
1: meant to rewatch the 1989 version before seeing this one. I completely
0: forgot. So I have no idea what's missing or what was added besides the rap. I can tell you. One of them I immediately um, remembered. The other one I actually didn't until i started prepping for this show but they cut the first like opening musical number <laughs> where all the oh, sisters shoot. all the daughters um introduce themselves and that's when it's like oh where's ariel oh she's off you know exploring parts the un- forbidden part she's not supposed to be in
1: oh that's really weird and they just had that little part where everyone was like where is she like just speaking it yeah.
0: That's yeah it's yeah. so unfortunate. What I read was they cut that song and another song and scene from the entire movie um, called Les Poissons. And that Ooh. that is a scene where Sebastian, when they're on land, Sebastian gets caught and sent to the kitchen to be cooked. And it's like him and the cook are fighting and he ultimately like gets away. Um, they cut that entire thing. I think thing. I remember that. Cut the whole oh, thing yeah. from the movie. And what was it called again? Les
1: Poissons. I just wanted to hear you pronounce it again. <laughs> like, okay, you better parlay
0: vous Les vous <laughs> Um, uh, so this movie, um, we'll talk about the differences since we're assuming everyone's pretty familiar with the movie, um, the original. Uh, this one, it kind of takes uh few notes from the original fairy tale in that one of the they pay homage to hans christian Andersen by including a quote in the beginning where they say but a mermaid has no tears therefore she suffers so much more um that's directly from the book and it really sets the tone for this movie maybe being a little less fun and fanciful as the original it's it's a little more grounded in like today's times and like i guess the reality of the world which is kind of sad for kids (laughs) this one feels Mm -hmm. like they they made it more for the adults who saw the original like they're trying to fill some of the plot holes and like problematic aspects of the original so one of the biggest kind of conflicts that is set up is this divide between people and humans. They both see each other as threats and as an other. So we get this new backstory for Ariel's mother. She was apparently killed by humans. And that's why her father is so adamant about her not going to the surface and her sisters staying with him so that he can protect them. afraid of them succumbing to the same fate and on the flip side of that eric's mother uh we find out about eric's backstory apparently he was shipwrecked at sea and was adopted by the king and queen of whatever this little island they're on and she the mother or at least humans feel that mermaids are dangerous because they lure sailors to their death So kind of stealing from Greek mythology where mermaids are sirens and they're really there to kill people. (laughs) Right. There's this um, just a little bit of a a little dark, um, violent uh, edge to the movie (laughs) that the original (laughs) did not have. Um, There's also a little bit of mention of, like, humans pollute the ocean and, like, destroy our ecosystems. So there's, you know, some climate change in there, too. Mm -hmm. Uh, um, A couple of other, I already pointed out this main, they cut the the main opening number. I was so excited to see how they were going to handle that, the the under-the-scene musical moment, and the the kiss-the-girl musical moment. So I was disappointed, actually, by all three. (laughs) Damn, I was going to say I, I I like the kiss the girl one, but like when you compare it to the cartoon, which was like visually like stunning for that time, I came into this movie expecting like Aquaman or Wakanda Forever, the Tolican, like Atlantis. Like I I expected just really. Amazing imagery of mm-hmm. that of like under the sea and the animals, and mm-hmm. I was excited to see like their kingdom, and it was so just like some some rocks.
1: <laughs> That's true. We didn't see anybody else besides like the sisters and the dad.
0: Like yes, and... there true. was like no community. You didn't <laughs> see a bunch of them until the very end. It was just right. like, where are all these mer people? <laughs> Where's the <laughs> right, kingdom? Where y'all pop up from so it felt it felt a little low budget for me for disney (laughs) it felt low budget coming out swinging okay i'm just saying like (laughs) i was really disappointed with the under the sea like musical number like that's supposed to be a huge one in the cartoon all the all the fishes are playing like other animals as instruments or like pieces of coral mm-hmm. you got none of that <laughs> i feel like we we lost some of the like magic from the original one because it was we're dealing with like real looking fish and animals and and things like i kind of wish they had cartooned the animals just a smidge <laughs> just a smidge
1: yeah, now that you say that, especially like about them trying to make it I guess a little more uh, gritty and realistic like yeah, I guess there's there is these are supposed to be real fish like they can't play other sea creatures <laughs> as
0: instruments. Like that's that's not a thing that happens. <laughs> it's not, but like for me and the little mermaid being nostalgic I just i i wanted that little bit and I didn't get it, so I was a bit disappointed.
1: I will say I was so impressed, and i I think they said like Hallie's hair cost like one hundred fifty thousand dollars or something. Oh, I was impressed
0: with like the CGI hair or her hair on her head. I think her real hair. No way, that can't even be real i
1: mean that's what i read um i don't know you know i don't know how the math is mathing but (laughs) the way and i'm guessing you know that's for the entire production but the way i thought it was really cool the way her hair like looked underwater like
0: oh yeah i i spent half the movie like how did they do that (laughs) like this has to be cgi this can't be same (laughs) they can't be doing this underwater
1: yeah i was i was i was pretty blown away by that um I mean, there were parts where I was like, wow, like this looks so cool, but I totally agree with you. Like, I think they could have gone bigger, made it more look more like Tolicon or like Aquaman
0: and like shown us more of like the, the kingdom. Yeah, like it just something about it felt really low budget. And even though it was longer than the original by almost an hour, which is insane. <laughs> I something about the movie still felt rushed, like there mm. were there were parts where you would have expected like a pregnant pause or just like them to take a beat, and they would just like immediately yeah. be on the next thing. And mm. what I'm what I'm thinking of is uh, towards the end when uh, King Triton is um, about to let Ariel go, and he's talking to Sebastian. He's like, the one thing, you know, it's going to be hard because I'm going to miss her so much. Yeah. You would have expected like a moment for him to like sigh and then set her free. There was no, mm-hmm. and I think even in the cartoon, he like takes a beat and like longingly mm. misses her and then lets her go. Yeah. And this one, he's just kind of like, Boop. <laughs> <laughs> but there were just oh, a-, a couple of moments in the film that. I just expected, like, take a moment for, like, to feel what you're feeling. <laughs> mm, mm-hmm. And then go on to the next. Did you feel that? Yeah. Was that just me?
1: So I'm going to be full disclosure. I was a little intoxicated when I saw this movie, and I also <laughs> saw it in 4D. So there was a lot going on. I did not have that same thought but I should probably rewatch it sober and maybe <laughs> I would feel similarly. I know one part that like, like, I don't know, it just made me giggle a lot was like after uh, they get married and you know, all the like mer people, like, like you said, that's when they finally like show up. And then like when Hallie or when Ariel and Eric are in the boat and uh, her dad like pops up right beside them, like, it just, it made me laugh so much, because it looked like he was just, like, standing there. Like, and it just, like, because I feel like whenever Hallie was supposed to look like she was, like, you know, swimming or treading water, like, she was moving her arms. Uh-huh. But, like, Javier, he was just, like, standing completely still. So, it just really looked like he was, like, on, it was, like, a soundstage, and he was just, like, standing in, like, four, <laughs> foot, four feet of water. And, like, I, I don't know, like, Stuff like that, like, just kind of messed it up for me. I'm like, put a little, put a little effort into it. Move your shoulders or something. <laughs> um,
0: but,
1: but as far as the emotion stuff, I can't say I... Or maybe if you, like... But was there anyone else who you felt like was doing that besides Javier's
0: character? I feel like all of them, honestly. Like... Even Hallie? Mm, maybe less Hallie. Like, maybe I'm biased, but... I think Hallie did the best job. Like, she gave me everything I expected, wanted, and then some. Mm -hmm. Um, She did a fantastic job. Even when she doesn't speak for, like, the last half of the movie, her face is so expressive. and so sweet and angelic. And the chemistry between her and Eric feels real. So I feel like she did a great job. It was other people that i feel like took away from the movie <laughs> okay oh yeah people were saying <laughs> flounder i'm so disappointed in the live version of flounder like he was so small the internet was saying he was on ozempic <laughs> <Shut> <laughs> <up>. <laughs> <So> skinny <laughs> ah. I also, yeah, I just feel like Flounder (laughs) didn't have as much of a presence as the original one.
1: I agree. And also, like, I feel like at times they made him too clear. Because sometimes I feel like I (laughs) could hardly see him. And I was like, oh, oh, is that Flounder? Like, I don't know why he was like, and maybe that's more what those kind of fish look like. But they need to put, add a little tint to him because he was a little too transparent.
0: (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> oh, faded to the background. Yeah. Um, some other differences. Ariel was much much more of a heroine in this one. She was mm-hmm. depicted as like very smart and curious and interested in gaining knowledge, which she was in the last one, but the difference is there are a couple of moments. Um, that scene where her and Flounder are in the sunken ship and the shark attacks them and Mm -hmm. in the animated version uh she kind of just happens to luck up with the the shark getting stuck and in the live action it's actually her like figuring out oh i could trap him if i do this so it was her having i guess more agency and like saving herself and flounder than in the first one also her mission to go to the surface is less about eric um it's more about i want to i want to venture i want to see the world beyond kind of my pond that i've been in and that was the complete opposite in the other one she was like obsessed <laughs> with the prince <laughs> and it was a it was an interesting subtle difference In the scene where her father discovers her kind of treasure trove, um, there's a statue that is from the shipwreck when she saved Prince Eric. And in the cartoon, it is a statue of him that his crew gives him for his birthday. And in this version, it's just like a nondescript statue. And when her father destroys it in the cartoon she like holds his face and is like so sad that you destroyed my lover and his statue and in the live action one Hallie is holding the hand of the statue so it's like creating separation it's not like her being obsessed with this man it's just her being obsessed with the surface and wanting to know more about it and even she kills Ursula in the cartoon it's Eric who kills Ursula oh
1: shit i did not remember that
0: and she fights um oh girl what's her name vanessa (laughs) she was tussling with vanessa in this one but in the last one i think
1: (laughs) vanessa is Is ursula Ursula
0: yeah okay yeah ursula on land so ariel is a bad bitch in this one essentially in the original we don't really know what ursula's beef is with triton other than she just wants power and in this one they're apparently brother and sister
1: (laughs) which that was very confusing to me because i was like well then why is she an octopus
0: (laughs) (laughs) why is she an octopus and then why doesn't ariel know who she is (laughs) like she she like i can see she knows her but she's there, also not curious like how why haven't i met you you've been here all this time <laughs> <laughs> well i mean i guess you know
1: sometimes you got siblings who just don't fuck with each other so like <laughs> you know if you got a sibling who you don't you don't fuck with like that like you're probably not gonna bring your kids to meet them so i didn't think that part was that crazy
0: but i just what a- don't
1: understand why they're different species
0: Well, that, but also, okay, if you don't like your sister and she's like this evil witch, wouldn't you tell your daughters to stay away from her? Well, I
1: mean, maybe that's implied since Ariel had never
0: met her before. But she didn't seem afraid. She She wasn't afraid of her.
1: But then she was
0: like, oh, you're the sea witch. Yeah, but she said it just like very, oh, you're the sea witch. (laughs) Not like, oh, you're the sea witch. (laughs) You know, she wasn't afraid of her. Well, maybe
1: she just thought, like, oh, like you're an asshole, not like you're gonna you're gonna do something to try to like
0: injure me. So really she's a seat bitch. <laughs> right. <laughs> but Disney had to clean that up. So yeah. <laughs> uh, That's funny. I already mentioned that humans killed Ariel's mom before they just never even talk about it or really discuss her mom not being there. Oh yeah, in this one ariel has a beautiful voice but it's also magical so they they play into greek mythology of her being a siren versus just being a beautiful mermaid with a lovely voice um so overall what did you what were your thoughts and feelings on the movie i mean i had a great time because again
1: I was feeling nice. It was in 4D. Everything was like moving around, like it was a. Uh, yeah, I mean, I I really liked it, but I will say also like I missed out on a lot of Disney movies growing up because as I've stated before on this podcast, uh, I my family you were watching didn't really New Jack City. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> my family didn't really accommodate to me being a child, so I was watching. New Jack City and uh, Boys in the Hood and things like that, but The Little Mermaid, uh, ironic or ironically, I don't know if I'm maybe I'm using that in a Linus Morissette way and that's incorrect, but, but ironically <laughs> was one of um, maybe like the only Disney film I saw as a kid. Besides so like Fantasia, no, I saw Snow White as well. But my mom loved The Little Mermaid, so I had like the doll, I had like the sleeping bag that I used for, like, nap time and kindergarten. Like, Little Mermaid was, like, big. My house had the the VHS tape. Mm-hmm. So this one does, like, even though, like, I haven't watched in a long time, like, it did kind of have more, I guess, um, sentimental meaning to me. So, like, having a Black actress cast as uh, Ariel, I, I, I was very excited about that. And, of course, like, as we said, Hallie is just, like, adorable. So... Yeah, I liked it a lot. Uh, the only other live-action Disney film I saw was The Lion King, which I feel like, a little different because there's, like, no people yeah. in it. But, yeah, I now that you've brought up these things, I think the biggest thing that you've mentioned that, like, I'm just like, what the hell were y'all thinking? Like, why did we not see more of the kingdom? I wish they would have given us um, a better view of that. But,
0: overall, I had a good time, so what about you Uh, i would say it was a little long for me i found myself getting a smidge bored (laughs) okay um towards the end but overall i enjoyed it i'm not a big live action remake fan um truth be told i was really only going to support hallie (laughs) (laughs) okay um and she did not disappoint and the rest of the movie, honestly, I prefer the original. I really do. Mm. Um, I think Melissa McCarthy was a decent Ursula. She did better than I expected her to. But oh. you can't, you can't match the original Pat Pat Carroll. She was phenomenal. I actually wish maybe you could have if you had casted Lizzo <laughs> as Ursula. I feel like she was made oh. for this really yeah she had she did like a version of poor unfortunate soul like on social media and i was Mm. like this fits her so much she literally is like gives me like theater kid vibes (laughs) her music (laughs) i can see that (laughs) her music gives that and i just i feel like she would have been more dynamic like i thought melissa did a good Mm. job but i would have Love to see Lizzo in that role, and I don't even—I'm not even a huge Lizzo fan, but I feel yeah. like she would have done wonderful as Ursula.
1: Huh, I could see that. I hadn't—I did not hear her singing "Poor, unfortunate souls." um I didn't know that people had been saying like, "Oh, she might be a good Ursula." I know I—I've heard Queen Latifah for years. No. Well, you know, she did, played her when they did, um, was it like ABC or NBC did like the, you know, you know how they did like Beauty and the Beast and all that stuff Mm -hmm. on like, I think her was like Bale (laughs) on the TV version of Beauty and the Beast, but like they did a Little Mermaid one. And I think uh, Queen Latifah was Ursula in that one. Um, But I think I really enjoy Melissa McCarthy. Like I know like singing wise, like, yes, like Lizzo probably would have like killed it, but for the comedic parts, like she had me cracking up.
0: yeah, she didn't do bad
1: she didn't do bad I'm but bi- I'm I really like Melissa McCarthy though like I just I find her like hilarious in like everything she does, so maybe I'm a bit
0: biased maybe she did a good job. she did a good job. <laughs> she did better than David. <laughs> <laughs> god i just i (laughs) hate 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 like i just don't understand actors that do voices and it's like you don't hear yourself nobody around you is telling you like this ain't it (laughs) better (laughs) like i just americans just don't do well trying to recreate other people's accents like i've i can't think of a single american actor who pulls off a british accent well or a Caribbean accent. I will say, on
1: Queen Charlotte, the young lady, Danbury, uh, she's like from Atlanta. Oh,
0: okay. I feel I like, like sometimes we can do the British accent. Sometimes. Rare. Rare. <laughs> Rare. <laughs> and I think they are
1: better at imitating us, but...
0: Yeah, it's a, we're a little more nondescript. You can what is an American accent? You know, yeah, it's pretty
1: wide range.
0: Um, but wait, can I well, ask though? Because you've
1: given clearly you did not care for David's performance, but you haven't really uh given too much to aquafita Did you I, like her performance more than David's?
0: No, I mean I found her. I mean it's hard because Scuttle was annoying in the original so i found her Mm. to be annoying (laughs) (laughs) so it worked, yeah but i mean it uh, yeah it wasn't like a commentary on her just like that's the character um Mm -hmm. i hated the rapping i already said that um oh yeah yeah but i mean it's aquafina you know you're gonna get what you're gonna get (laughs) (laughs) i feel like she kind of plays the same you know she's always like at a 10 yeah yeah i feel so in in real real life outside of uh the box office they budgeted 250 million to do this film and it made that much in the first week uh surpassing the original which made i think like two eleven, two hundred eleven million, 211 million like uh, total total oh wow so they are really kicking butt and much to the chagrin of the haters. Right. As we know, this this movie has been in the works for a while and it has left right-wingers, you know, the last 12 months to complain about <laughs> this movie. The racists and the so-called purists are <laughs> have been going in on our girl, Hallie. Um, since she's been casted. And honestly, what has been really nice is how Disney and all of her co-stars have rallied around her and built her up and said nothing but positive and uplifting things about her mm-hmm. to kind of counterbalance the the negativity that's been out there. Um, the haters are so mad that they have been doing something that I didn't even know was a thing called review bombing where you will go on sites like IMDb, Rotten Tomatoes, or any one of those sites that allows you to self-review movies. So they'll have, you know, the critics review and then like lay people's. And usually if there's a huge swing between what the critics and what the audience views, that's usually as a result of review bombing. Review bombing can be a positive and it can also be a negative. So Mm. if critics have um they love a mute a movie that audiences actually hate, they will, you know, flag it with a bunch of negative reviews to counterbalance what they are saying, and vice versa. If the, the critics hate a movie and the audience loves it, they will give it tens, tens, tens across the board in order to sway people to watch it. Unfortunately, with this movie, people have been bombing it with one star ratings wow. so much so that IMDB had to change their like rating system and policy
1: oh my god i had not heard about this
0: on may 26 they said um it had received 32000 ratings on IMDB and it sat at kind of 7 out of 10 like all time i guess rated films And it says, out of those 32,000, 13,000 were one stars. And it says, our rating system mechanism has detected unusual voting activity on this title to preserve the reliability of our rating system. An alternate weighting calculation has been applied. And they're saying that these weighted vote averages get notified by the IMDb, I don't know, watch team, uh, when unusual activity <laughs> is detected, an alternate weighting calculation may be applied in order to preserve the reliability of our system. They don't say what mechanisms they use to do this weighted system, but essentially it's their way to let people know uh, the haters have gotten to us, so don't believe everything you read. <laughs> All right. Right. Um, so there's been a lot of that going on on various sites, unfortunately, but it is a well received critic movie and audience movie, Good. except for if you are a racist. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> <laughs> wow,
1: that is that's so crazy. I mean, obviously, I know there was all the backlash when it was announced that Hallie would be playing Ariel. But I had not heard about this like uh, rating bombing. That is wild.
0: Yeah, they have been trying to bring our girl down. So continue to support and uplift and publicize if you want to support Hallie or just Black Disney (laughs) princesses. presentation. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Now, a couple people were saying that... Disney is kind of playing into the wokeism criticism where in this film they show a lot of diversity and we're assuming that based on how people are dressed and the technology that is available this is somewhere in like the 19th century where mm-hmm. worlds are still being discovered and people are still being sold like ears of corn. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. And so the movie like kind of hints at like the Spanish and trading, and you've got this Black Queen um of this little Caribbean island, but it's like in the back of your mind, you're kind of like, Well, what kind of cargo are these ships actually holding? <laughs> mm-hmm. And why is this black queen wanting to do trade and expand and even the little bit about um as diverse as they were trying to be there were just moments where it was kind of like and one of those is now that Ariel is black ursula steals her voice and ursula is a white woman and hollywood has a history of stealing (laughs) black artists sounds uh using their voices and lip singing over them So it's just kind of like we took all this care to try and be woke, but we still left these elements that kind of should have been rethought or rehashed out a little bit or even could have been removed. Like you didn't have to talk about trading and sailing and God knows what else colonizers. Uh, (laughs) So there's just there's a couple of moments where it's like, oh, you, you were so close, Disney. You were so close.
1: I mean, okay, the trading and sail- sailing part, sure. But with
0: Melissa McC- or Ursula
1: taking the voice, I feel like that's a reach. Because that's
0: like,
1: <laughs> I mean, that's like a huge part of the movie. Like, this isn't like dream girls got me a Cadillac car like she's gonna steal (laughs) she's gonna steal somebody's voice she don't care what race they are this is what (laughs) Ursula does like and I like even though like like I mentioned people have been pushing for Queen Latifah to play her you mentioned Lizzo I was kind of glad that like they didn't make the live action sea witch black like
0: let the sea witch (laughs) be a white woman
1: I saw no problem with that this is all fantasy like these are mer people or octopus people or whatever like I think that's a reach but yeah the trading part mm, yeah i i i I understand but i i also feel like you have to kind of be like okay this is a fantasy world so mm-hmm. they're just we it's just Richardson. have to exact, exactly exactly <laughs> uh we just have to believe they're trading spices and uh i don't know silks and things <laughs> like that <laughs> Not humans, <laughs> not humans. Now, did you see the article? There is this guy. His name is Marcus Ryder, and he is the head of external consultancies at the Sir Lenny Henry Center for Media Diversity in England. Um, he's also previously worked with the BBC and chaired the Royal Television Society's Diversity Committee. so titles all right (laughs) but he's working with all these like dei kind of roles and he like went to watch the little mermaid with his six-year-old son and he wrote a blog basically saying that it appears to be set in the 18th century when obviously like the transatlantic slave trade was happening and so he was like "Quote: I don't. I do not think we do our children any favors by pretending that slavery didn't exist. Um, Setting the fantastical story in this time and place is literally the equivalent of setting a love story between Jew and Gentile in 1940 Germany and ignoring the Jewish Jewish Holocaust." End quote. Now, (laughs) this is whoa. Like I feel like you 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 took it really far with that. Um, so he felt like it could have been set in Haiti after the Haitian Revolution and, like, basically showing that, like, Ariel and Prince Eric are, like, meeting after this big revolution and they're showing, like, the emerging racial harmony, which I'm like, well, that didn't happen right after the Haitian slave, like, the Haitians are still paying France, like to this day. Right Why still would have
0: been a fantasy. And would you want <laughs> a white prince ruling over a land over... that black people just liberated themselves? From? Exactly. Exactly.
1: <laughs> I'm like, if, if if they were really in Haiti, Eric would have been killed. Like, what are we even talking about?
0: Right. Um, <laughs> Eric would have been Eric What a cue. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> But so, and
1: then another quote, we owe it to our children to give them the most amazing, fantastical stories possible to help their imaginations grow. We do not do this by whitewashing out the difficult parts of our history. We do it by embracing our rich history and empowering them with the truth, end quote. Now, here's my thing. And this was kind of my problem with the princess and the frog. Mm -hmm. Because like, Every other Disney princess, regardless of what time period it's supposed to be, like we just it's it's like in um it's if it's, it's a fairy tale land. Yeah, it's like you know, like I'm sure there were people, you know, like I don't know if Cinderella was in like the Ottoman Empire, like you know, we're not like we're not talking about like Gavril Princip and like the start of like World War One. Like, why can't this be a fantasy for black people too? Mm -hmm. and like in like the princess and the frog like you know she was like a maid and like it was like night was it 1930s new orleans or something like that like and i'm just like why can't she be in a fantasy world like why do we want to always make it realistic for black people like just Mm -hmm. let us like we have enough movies about our trauma about slavery about the civil rights period Like, we deserve some fantasy, too. So, like, let Ariel be, like, in this fake whatever sea that she's in, Caribbean or Nordic, wherever the hell she's supposed to be. And, like, let's not bring slavery into it.
0: Like. Yeah, I agree. I feel like if this were. Had if the story had more to do with, like, race relations and slavery. Then, yes, if you omitted those things then you would be whitewashing this is literally just them creating like a utopian society of just multicultural people all coexisting and race not being an issue yeah
1: like we're this is a remake of the 1989 film we just for, instead of having a white red-headed Mermaid, we have a black redheaded mermaid. There's nothing being whitewashed like 1989 Little Mermaid wasn't
0: tackling like slavery. Right. Yeah. She's just trying to get legs, go get her a man. <laughs> right.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I did want to say now that you mentioned getting a man, I did really, really love because I feel like so much of fairy tales is like the damsel in distress being saved. Mm -hmm. And I love how much this movie was, like, she's, like, saving. She saved him. She saved Flounder. (laughs) You know, she's just, like, Mm -hmm. she's a hero in her own right. So, I, like, I'm glad that, like, little girls get to
0: see. And little boys. I'm glad that kids, period, get to see that. Right. And the ending wasn't, like, oh they get to get married yay that's the ultimate like prize that every young right. girl should be aspiring to it's no we're going on an adventure we're getting our own little yacht and we are <laughs> going and sailing the seven seas yeah <laughs> exactly which, which i like because it's yeah that that is what bonded them like the two of them having curiosity about each other's world and those worlds coming together and then wanting to Do the same thing, but with other places. Um, It makes me wonder if there will be a sequel to this one like there was to the animated version. Apparently, there was a a Little Mermaid 2 that came out in 2000. I never saw it, but it was about the daughter of Eric and Ariel and essentially her wanting to be a mermaid. (laughs) (laughs) and pretty much it sounds like a very similar story like her parents hid a lot of stuff from her and the older she gets she starts to discover it and become curious and wants to be a part of that world um so i wonder do you think have you heard anything do you think there'll be a a sequel a sequel in the
1: so i i had not heard about little mermaid 2 either and then i saw a clip of it on twitter or something about like their daughter wanting to live in the sea and I feel like I saw because I watched like a bunch of like the little interviews with um Hallie and I'm sorry I forget the actor's name who plays Eric Jonah Jonah okay so I saw a lot of their interviews and I believe they said they would be open to if they did a sequel like re uh reprising these characters. So I don't know I think that would be really cool if we like, got to see a live action version of like what happened next but i haven't heard about like anything actually being in the works
0: yeah i'd be curious how much they would change because from what i read about the little mermaid 2 it was really about the two worlds kind of came together in the first one but They were again separated in the second one. And Mm -hmm. the daughter is the one who unites everybody. Mm. And it kind of seems like in this one, everybody's united based off of Ariel. Um, (laughs) Yeah. So it's kind of like, I don't know. I guess I wouldn't want to see Hallie revert to like a shell of herself. And I mean, she could be like a strong mom who's like honest with her child and tries to protect it but it just seems like in the second version she becomes basically like her father where she is like ultra protective of her daughter doesn't mm. want to tell her the truth about her heritage for fear that she'll lose her so i don't know i wouldn't love to see miss hallie become you know a shade of herself but it would probably update it for like the
1: 2020s though you know yeah just like kind of how they did the this this movie
0: so yeah but i don't know that their updates were all that great you know for this like it (laughs) just other than fill a couple of plot holes i just don't feel like it you know like what did learning about eric's backstory really give us like i I don't care about him anymore (laughs) you know like i could have done without (laughs) learning more about him
1: Well, I just meant more specifically, like, with Hallie. Like you said, like, she was very intelligent, very inquisitive. Um, As I said, like, she was saving lives left and right. Like, so I meant more, like, specifically with her character. Like, I don't think she would just be, like, an overprotective mom. Hmm. She's not a regular mom. She's a cool mom. I'm a cool mom.
0: (laughs) I can breathe underwater. Oh, thank you
1: for saying that. So, this is uh i i have a feeling the answer is no because i think she's fully human now but like ariel like she can't like breathe she lost the ability to breathe underwater once she became human right yes okay i was just wondering like if she could like go back and
0: like visit her people or like no no she gotta meet them at the shore okay i was just wondering um, and that actually, I left out a detail of the original Hans Christian Andersen story in that Ariel was given legs, but every time she walked on them, it was like she was walking on, like, knives. So it was painful <laughs> for her to walk. <laughs> <laughs> Apparently, Ursula or er, Ursula gave her legs but it was painful, and she also (laughs) made her a good dancer. (laughs) So the prince would love to, like, watch her dance, but it would be so painful, but she would do it anyways. And that was, like, her sacrifice. I'm like, what?
1: (laughs) Oh my god! (laughs) That was the most ridiculous thing I've ever heard. So she's just out here, like, hitting the wobble, and like,
0: (laughs) shooting pain through Um, her legs. Backing that ass up. (laughs) and in pain about to topple over oh my god
1: that is the hans christian anderson version sounds ridiculous <laughs>
0: <laughs> like geez you're where'd you get this from hans right what what's going you? on in your life right <laughs> who
1: hurt need, you need to be in therapy not writing those no stories <laughs> right
0: for children <laughs> <laughs> right Any more thoughts on the live action Little Mermaid from the House of Mouse, hunty?
1: (laughs) (laughs) Um, I guess not so much about the movie, but as that British guy did mention, mermaid folklore is like very big in like the Caribbean and Africa and I guess African diaspora in general. So I was just like looking up like some of the different folklore for different countries like in haiti like they call like the mermaid la siren i might be pronouncing that wrong since i'm guessing they say it's like a french accent uh and then in parts of africa like she's called like mommy wata and i know like in ghana specifically she's called and excuse me if i'm butchering this but it's like ma'am or, like, mommy water, M-A-A-M-E. So, actually, like, we have Ghanaian, like, friends of the family, and, like, the lady was telling us about, basically, like, the mermaid. It's, like, a mom, and she has, like, children. And I think, I forgot which day of the week it was, but let's say, like, every Tuesday, the, like, legend is that she comes to the river or, like, out of the river to the surface with her children and so, like on Tuesday, you do not go to the river.
0: Oh, why is she gonna eat um, you, kill you? let I think so. Honestly, I don't.
1: <laughs> I don't know what happens, but it, whatever happens, it's bad. <laughs> okay. Um.
0: <laughs> the river turns uh, red for a day. <laughs>
1: <laughs> and then I, I remember, and I wish I was looking through my Twitter. I wish I had bookmarked these tweets because they were really interesting. But maybe like last year, there was like a lot of mermaid about like um sorry, there's, there's a lot of discourse about mermaid, real life mermaid stories and stuff like that, especially like
0: out of how, Haiti. I was going to say, how do you have a real life mermaid story?
1: So people say that like different countries, but I remember like specific stories about Haiti where basically it's like. You know, the siren, siren, like you see this woman, it was like the most beautiful woman you've ever seen. And so, like, a lot of times she'll, like, men on the beach will see her and, you know, go up to her, be gravitated toward her, and then, like, she'll pull you underwater. And then her, like, the way she looks changes, and, like, she'll look like a monster pretty much. Hmm. And yeah, I guess, like, kill you. But there was, like, one person on there who was saying that, like, when she was a kid, like, she got pulled under by one of these, like, mermaids, and
0: Are we, are is- we, are we really citing this as evidence?
1: <laughs> We're I taking mean, this seriously? No, I mean, you know, people say when there's smoke, there's fire, so... Okay, and I-
0: children... I,
1: I I don't know. I mean, it, listen, if you are Caribbean or West African, and you know more about this, please reach out to us. But this lady was saying that she was like pulled under, like her family was looking for her for days. And then like, for whatever reason, the mermaid let her go. And I feel like she said like she didn't like talk for a while after that. So I don't know if that was like her voice being stolen a la Ursula. or Oh,
0: my God. Or she was just traumatized. (laughs) Or that. By a piece of seaweed that caught on her foot. And she thought pulled her down. If it was a piece of seaweed, she would have been underwater and able to survive for like multiple days. Wait, what? She claimed she was underwater for multiple days? For days, days, yeah. Shut up. (laughs) Shut up. Shut (laughs) up. up. I can say I you
1: know this is you know part of certain cultures and I lying yes
0: yes <laughs> it is <laughs> look yes, it I, is. I
1: I I too feel like it is a reach I don't know if I fully believe it but it definitely would make me a little scared to be out on the beaches in 80
0: like why if it kept her alive yeah but she afraid? Was, she was
1: she was a kid. I don't know if it would have the same mercy on
0: adults.
1: (laughs) I'm just saying, I try to go into things without like this American Christian centric view. So maybe there is something, I mean, you know, there's, there's a lot of uh, the oceans that we have yet to explore and, you know, things like that. We're spending all our money in space. Let's, Let's explore
0: these oceans. We don't know what's going on down there but i'm sure your girl wasn't like in the middle of the ocean she was near land right well if you remember
1: in the movie uh i think sebastian says the Ariel, like oh you can't swim as fast without your mermaid tail so if this mermaid had a tail she could have got her out to the middle of the ocean you know probably in like 20 minutes we don't know
0: (laughs) i'm just saying this young lady probably wasn't that far off of in the coast. So why haven't we seen these more people? We've explored coasts now. <laughs> <laughs> we know that.
1: <laughs> I mean, I think they're, you know, if they exist, they're probably very smart and they know how to avoid, you know, being around large groups of people. Like they probably will uh hunt out people who are alone, you know.
0: Well they need to be doing a better job protecting these seas from these ships they need to be sinking ships instead of orcas out here
1: wait why would they sink ships
0: why do orcas sink ships i I, I don't know (laughs) exactly just (laughs) because they're a threat to their ecosystem are they i mean they're all Ships? ships Yes. All of us. I mean like if it's a big like oil
1: rig or something but like just like a regular ship? Yeah, the ocean is where they
0: live. That's where they, you know, get from point A to point B. They will run into ships, they will be killed by like the propellers and Okay, but I mean I I don't want to victim blame, but if you <laughs> see a
1: ship coming, why would you don't don't swim straight towards it these are also animals like they they don't know what a ship is until they know what a ship is i feel like you would have (laughs) enough sense not to go towards some huge and orcas are big already so you're gonna go towards something bigger than you that don't make no sense like you gotta think a little bit
0: these are animals they're not humans (laughs) they don't have the same logic and reasoning that we do orcas (laughs) are very smart though which is why they figured out how to start sinking ships. So beware on the next cruise you go on, or near Spain. Have you ever been on a cruise? No, I haven't either. Now,
1: now I'm definitely scared to go on one.
0: <laughs> well, just don't go in Spain. Okay. I don't know. I just I don't think I'm a cruise person. Like cruises just feel like Vegas on the sea, and that sounds like a nightmare to me. <laughs> also i have not been to vegas oh well you might like it i don't know to me it just feels like it might be like too many people in one space and like i feel like i can't get away from anybody
1: (laughs) yeah i think that's what freaks me out like it just seems like a lot of people like on a whereas like you know like if we're if you're like at a resort like i don't know you can walk places you can go off property but like just being stuck on a boat like something about
0: that like freaks me out same i just don't think i would enjoy it as much as others who love them do yeah
1: i I would do maybe you know like a two or three day cruise but like them full like seven day cruises absolutely (laughs) not
0: Mm -mm. no my dream for like my 40th or 50th birthday would be to like rent a yacht and like me and friends stay on the yacht for like a week and like island hop and stuff
1: Oh, you know what my homegirl did There's a yacht week in Croatia. yes, <laughs> yeah now that she had a real good time on that that seems fun.
0: I've heard good things about that too. yeah we should do that well, you know if you want to sponsor my birthday trip by all means,
1: oh no 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 I mean <laughs> we pay individually <laughs> <laughs>
0: Anywho, we have digressed. <laughs> oh, but, do you have anything else about Little Mermaid? No, I do not. Thank
1: you all so much for listening. Please uh continue to like and subscribe. We are on all of the major streaming platforms, and oh, make sure you tell your friends as well to listen. Mm-hmm. And you can follow. You can follow us on social media. We are on Twitter and Facebook at Their Eyes Were Watching TV and on Twitter and TikTok at TEWWTV Podcast.
0: Yes. Thank you for being part of our world.
1: <laughs> oh, that was fantastic. <laughs> ah, Till next time, guys. See you on the flip side. Bye.